Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. I'm Andrew Hansen, ready to break down the 10-game NBA DFS slate here tonight. And I thought it was Tuesday, but it kind of feels like Thursday. It feels like the trade deadline because we have had some blockbuster moves this morning. I am recording this early afternoon to try to you know, take advantage of this news and process it and uh, try to figure out how it's going to affect this slate. I think it will be very important. And there are still rumors of other moves to be made, of course. And we're going to talk about how that might affect each of these games as I go game by game, of course. And, you know, there's uh, six of the 20 teams involved in a back-to-back, uh, but there's been almost as many trades and, and moving pieces. So that's kind of the key number today. But we do have some pace-up teams Tonight, 12 of the top 14 in pace are on this slate. So uh, that's why I'm going to get after here and get ready. Uh, and by the time I finish, we'll probably have another trade to to analyze. So we'll see what Woj comes, comes with next. But let's start at the top with Phoenix and Philly. The only 7 o'clock Eastern game. And it's a 217.5 total. Philly favored by one. Phoenix has a back-to-back here. They had a nice win over Chicago. High scoring. Booker was great with 38. Chris Paul had a nice double-double. Uh, Crowder had a double-double. But I don't plan to go to anybody on Phoenix tonight since it is a back-to-back. Philly has a slower pace, decent defense. And Phoenix guys are, are priced up pretty well. You know, Booker at 8500 on FanDuel is a, a decent price. But don't plan to go there on this slate. Crowder, I think, is the best price. 4,100 DraftKings, 45 FanDuel, but probably not on a back-to-back. We've got some other guys in that range that are attractive. On the Philly side, Embiid is probably the only guy I would play for a couple of reasons. One, he's obviously been playing tremendous ball, coming off 40 and 10 last time out, but he's expensive and it's a tough matchup. You know, Phoenix is second overall defensively, and they're a bottom five matchup for centers. Phoenix also has their group, their full group at the center position, ready to go. Aiton, McGee, who played really well yesterday, 16 and 8. They've got Bismack Biombo and Jalen Smith, of course. So they've got all those bodies ready to throw at Embiid. Um, decent pace with Phoenix, but you know, Philly plays slow and just don't think I want to pay up for him in that tough matchup. And then I don't really want to pay for anybody else on Philly. Because with these rumors with Ben Simmons, you never know. Uh, Philly could make a move, and then somebody like Curry or Danny Green could get thrown in. Um, Those are the two guys, the other starters, who I think are decent prices. Curry, low to mid-5K range. Danny Green, mid-3K range. You know, he hasn't done much since he's been back, but he doesn't have to do much at that price to pay off because we know he can combine some threes with some stocks. So I I think it's really risky to play anybody from Philly other than Embiid because obviously they're not going to trade him. So I would proceed with caution there. Uh, You know, Niang's a decent price also off the bench, 3,500 both sites. Uh, Korkmaz and Drummond, of course, getting minutes. And then the question mark tonight is Thibel. Uh, He's dealing with a shoulder issue. So my advice here, maybe Crowder, uh, maybe Embiid but most likely we fade game number one. 
that'll give us another half hour to play with our lineups if there's any late uh, trades in that window because we have two games coming up at 7.30. Let's start with Boston and Brooklyn, the first TNT game tonight at 7.30. Boston currently favored by six, uh, total 217.5. That line will probably go up because the news just came out that Harden is out tonight, as is Claxton. Uh, and Brooklyn is really in that same position to me as Philly because they are the two teams that might do a deal with each other for Simmons and Harden. I think it's risky to play any fo- anybody from Brooklyn, um, but they're going to be popular because with Harden out, Claxton out, LaMarcus Aldridge out, Kyrie is out, of course, because of th- this is in Brooklyn. We've got some opportunity and some decent prices. Patty Mills probably at the front of the list in that 5K range. He'll be popular. Uh, Blake Griffin probably will start at that big spot again. He's been decent. 4,600 DraftKings, 5,200 FanDuel, both playable for me. Uh, Cam Thomas, 4,800 DraftKings I like. 6,000 on FanDuel is a little bit tougher, but you know he's been scoring 20, even 30 points coming off the bench. So he could hit value, uh, no, no, no doubt. However, let's not forget who they're playing. It is the Celtics. They are now third in defensive efficiency. And how about the last eight games? They've held their opponents under 100 points in seven of those eight games. So it's just a real tough matchup for Brooklyn. I could see this turning into a blowout without their their best players and all the uncertainty with that roster. So this is another proceed with caution game. But if we don't have any news right around 7.30, then Mills will probably get some run from me. Blake Griffin, those are my two favorites. Cam Thomas is in the mix. James Johnson is a decent price. I uh, don't think I'll get to Edwards. You know, he's not doing much even as a starter. Uh, Brown hasn't done much lately. Bembry in that price range, he could hit, uh, but less likely coming off the bench for him. And then Sharp is the value big. Uh, who's been a little bit inconsistent. So uh, that's the kind of the the Brooklyn scope for me. On the Boston side, Marcus Smart uh, really did well in this matchup earlier in the season. He's had a couple games recently where he hasn't taken many shots, uh, but he's a real nice price tag, uh, low $5,000 range on both sides. So he's probably the Celtic I'd be most likely to play. Robert Williams is is a little bit uh, tempting to me but I don't really want to spend over 7000 for him. And then uh, just keep in mind that there's some trade talk involving the Celtics too. Dennis Schroeder possibly going uh, somewhere like Milwaukee for Dante DiVincenzo. So um, keep an eye on that. Of course, if he's out, you know, I like Marcus Smart a little bit more. Um, Josh Richardson's a nice price. He's been playing well, but he could be on the move if the Celtics make a move. Uh, same thing with Grant Williams. And again, if I, I did, if I didn't say it earlier, uh, the 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 problem with these teams on a day like this, two two uh, two days ahead of the trade deadline, is that guys could get pulled in the middle of the game if uh, a trade goes through. So uh, that's why any of these teams where you hear significant rumors, uh, I would most likely avoid those, and I would uh, follow social media this afternoon. Uh, to see what the latest rumors are, because you know, often where there's smoke, there's fire. All right, let's go to game three, Indiana and Atlanta. And uh, the trade deadline has hit this one as well. 
Indiana making a huge move with Sacramento as they send out Sabonis, Lamb, and Holiday for Halliburton, Heald, and Tristan Thompson. I don't think any of these players are going to play for the other team tonight. That goes for all these trades I'll be discussing. So we're going to end up with multiple teams that are down key rotation players, opening up big opportunities for the guys who are still on the roster. And Indiana is a perfect example of that. Uh, so Duarte is the guy I'm looking at here as my key play for Indiana against Atlanta. They're 27th defensively. Uh, wings can uh, do some damage against them. Uh, 5,500 DraftKings, 5,000 FanDuel. He's only small forward eligible on FanDuel. And that's one of the themes of this slate for me. There's a lot of small forwards I'd like to play on FanDuel. So, you know, you you got to uh, choose wisely uh, because of that limited spot. So Duarte, I like. Uh, I would think Sykes would start again as Brogdon is questionable. I'm assuming he's out. And after that, uh, you got to figure Torrey Craig will start again. Uh, but then we just don't know about the bigs. Uh, Goga will probably move into that starting spot uh, and take over for Sabonis. But we don't know about Isaiah Jackson and Terry Taylor. They're both questionable. If they're both out, you know, I like Goga a bunch. If they're both playing, uh, you know, then you kind of really have to evaluate it a little bit more. Um, and then let's not forget about Lance Stevenson. He could uh, jump in here and be a slate breaker. We've seen it happen before. Washington has been playing well. Uh, $4,100 on DraftKings is a good price for him. So lots of value here with Indiana because it, all the guys who are playing are probably going to be you know mid-6K range or less. Uh, how about Atlanta? Now, they started the day as 9.5-point favorites with a 226.5 total. Again, I think that line will go up a little bit. Uh, both, both these teams are off until Friday. So even if it is a blowout, I could potentially play uh, somebody like Trey Young, 9,000 on FanDuel. Uh, Herders, Herders cheap on DraftKings. Hunter is cheap on both sites, 4,600 and 4,800. Collins, huge game against Dallas, 22 and 18. He's probable right now with the heel. And then uh, Gallinari, questionable, and Lou Williams, doubtful. So a couple moving parts there for Atlanta as well. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm zeroing in on Trey Young as the guy I'd be most likely to play. Uh, maybe a GPP play for Herter or Hunter, uh, but we'll see about the news with those other guys. If uh, Gallinari and Lou Williams are out, you could see a little more usage for guys off the bench like Wright and Bogdanovich. Uh, Knox might even get some run. And then Okongwu, uh, he's been pretty solid and still cheap, 3700 on DraftKings. I think he'd be more likely to get to 6X than Capella. Uh, Capella's minutes have taken a hit lately, uh, so I, I won't play him, but Okongwu would be a possibility. All right, let's move ahead to 8 o'clock. We've got two games there, starting with the Clippers and the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies have owned this matchup this year. They have 3-0 against the Clippers, going for 4-0. We've had decent totals in this matchup, 234, 228, and 231. Total tonight is set at 228. Grizzlies favored by 8.5. Clippers uh, pretty healthy, and no big news there because they already had a big trade. 
with Powell and Covington coming in. I thought the Clippers won that trade dramatically. I, I don't understand uh, the approach from Portland there. I thought they did much better with this uh, C.J. McCollum trade with the Pelicans because uh, Powell and Covington, I mean, those guys are scorers. They're defenders. Uh, they're really a nice combo. And they came off the bench in that last game for the Clippers and did well. Powell, 28 points in only 24 minutes in his Clippers debut. He hit his first four shots. Uh, just played great all night. Unfortunately, he's really expensive. 7000 on DraftKings, 7500 on FanDuel. So I'm not going to play him. Uh, Covington, you know, much more reasonable. But the thing with the Clippers right now is that they've become pretty deep and pretty balanced. Um, so I'm, not, I'm just not fired up about playing those guys. Now, the minutes were pretty balanced in, against Milwaukee because it was a blowout. But I think it's, it's a little bit hard to trust um, you know, any particular guy with minutes here, other than probably Marcus Morris, who is my favorite play on the Clippers tonight. He's only 6,500 on DraftKings, 61 on FanDuel, played well against Milwaukee, scored a bunch early. Uh, so I like him here as a, a nice mid-tier option on this slate. Reggie Jackson's been priced up a little bit. Uh, you know, Coffee started again, but uh, his minutes and shots will probably go down a little bit with all these guys in the mix. Um, and, and let's talk about this bench unit because against Milwaukee, it was Kennard, Mann, Powell, Covington, and Ibaka. And, you know, I think that could be the best backup five in the NBA. They're, they're just very versatile, talented. They've got some experience. They've got some athleticism. And, you know, that's a great situation for Ty Lu but it makes it tough for us in DFS. So now I'm not too excited about anybody other than Marcus Morris tonight. Uh, Terrence Mann, 3,800 and 3,700 would be the guy I could look at in a GPP just because of that price. Over on the Grizzly side, we've got Tilly, Aldama, and Pons out. So I'm looking here at Jaw as a potential payup, 10,100 on both sites. Uh, you know, point guards can do well against the Clippers, as can the centers. And Stephen Adams, in case you haven't noticed, uh, he's been playing well lately. How about 12, 11, and 8 against Orlando? He almost had a triple-double. He's had four straight games with at least 11 rebounds. Uh, 5,500 DraftKings, 6,100 FanDuel. Good matchup. Clippers are not particularly adept at stopping the center spot. So Adams is in play for me. And then that's probably it. Uh, we know that the Grizzlies are a pretty deep team as well in terms of using that bench. It is an island game for both teams, uh, but probably won't pay up for Bain in that mid-6K range. Triple J's been pretty good in this matchup, um, but I don't think I'll get there tonight either. All right, the other 8 o'clock game, the Rockets and the Pelicans. These teams played on Sunday, and the Pelicans won 120-107. to 107. But it's going to look a little different tonight because the Pelicans have pulled off this trade, sending Hart, Nikhil Alexander, Walker, and Sadoransky to Portland for CJ McCollum, uh, Snell, Nance. Again, I don't think those guys will be here. So this opens up some opportunities for the Pelicans. 
And I'm I'm zeroed right in on uh, Brandon Ingram here. Uh, 9,200 DraftKings, a little bit more that I'd like to pay, but coming off 33, 3, and 12 in this matchup, he scored 40 against the Rockets when they played earlier in the season. Uh, and it's he's just going to have as many shots as he wants. By the way, the Rockets are number one in the NBA in pace and 30th defensively. So about as good a matchup as you can have. So Ingram is a, a cornerstone player for me tonight. Devontae Graham is a real good price. You know, low to mid 5K range on both sites. He's been inconsistent lately, so um, hesitant to play there because of that. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he hits his number. And then uh, Garrett Temple has been ruled in. Uh, he had a question mark with the health and safety protocols. I'm guessing he'll be starting along with Jones and Joval. I don't think I'll go to any of those guys. But Alvarado off the bench should see a little bit of a boost without Nikhil Alexander-Walker. 3,700 on DraftKings is nice. Uh, and Jackson Hayes would be a, a GPP option for me. He's been priced up to 5,500 on both sites. He is power forward eligible on both sites, which is nice. Coming off 21-7 and seven against the Rockets, even coming off the bench. So, you know, he's on a real roll here recently. I think you could get him at low ownership today if you go in that direction. All right, let's move to 830. We have Detroit and Dallas. Uh, really low total here, 213 and a half. Dallas favored by 11. One of the least attractive games on the slate on paper. We've got Dallas slow, they're 27th, but a good defense, they're fifth. Uh, and then we do like that Detroit is below average defensively and they've got an above average pace. Uh, but the whole game environment, you put it together, I'm just not not too attracted to it. We do have some news that could impact that, though. On the Detroit side, there are some rumors now about Jeremy Grant. So that is the biggest domino here. Um, if he is playing, he's pretty cheap, 5400 on FanDuel. Uh, and then Stewart is 5200 on FanDuel, also as a power forward. So if Grant stays and plays, I could see myself going to one of those spots. Grant is, you know, his minutes are back up and he hasn't really smashed yet, but his price keeps going down. So this could be the night. Again, not a great matchup here with Dallas fifth defensively. Uh, and then Stewart, uh, you know, for a long time there, he just wasn't quite performing as well as last year or playing as much, but his minutes are back up and he's had five straight games with at least 11 rebounds. So good price for him. Uh, that's probably it for me. If Grant sits, then Sadiq Bay, I think will get some ownership, but I just, I really hesitate to, to pay him pay for him when he's almost 7,000 in a tough matchup. Uh, do want to mention Corey Joseph in case you haven't noticed his shooting splits. They've gotten to be at a pretty good spot here. They're 46, 43, and 85. So really efficient, good price in the mid-4K range. Uh, but the other thing here is we've got Cade Cunningham questionable with a hip. Uh, if he comes back, that obviously takes away from all those other guys I've already mentioned. Uh, and then the bench, uh, a little too crowded for me and just not enough upside with Hayes, Frank Jackson, Lyles, and Olenek. On the Dallas side, uh, Luca wouldn't surprise me if he cruises to another triple double here. 
but very expensive, you know, Embiid level prices on both sites. Uh, I'd probably rather go to Brunson, 5,800 on FanDuel uh, and save a bunch. Um, now, the piece of news over here that I'm looking at is Kleba, because he had been ruled out, but now he's listed as probable. Uh, and if he plays, then that takes away from a guy that I was looking at, Bullock. Uh, because when Kleba last played, Bullock came off the bench. Bullock did play big minutes in that one. Um, but if Kleba plays, then to me, it it takes away a little bit from Grant on the other side, and it takes away from Bullock. Uh, so it probably becomes a fade situation for me. But if Kleba sits, Bullock, I was really zeroing in on, because did you realize that in his last six games from three-point land, he's gone 28 for 57? So he's making about four and a half a game and taking almost 10 and he's 5,600 on both sites. So if Kleba sits, you could look at him. Uh, DFS is also an uh, interesting price on FanDuel at 4,200 GPP option there. All right, let's turn to nine o'clock. We've got New York and Denver out there on an Island 219 and a half total. Denver favored by seven and a half and they have the luxury of, of sitting there at home on an Island. They're off until Friday. Whereas New York played last night in Utah. So they've got one of the toughest back-to-backs in the NBA going from Utah to Denver. Uh, and there's their starters played big minutes, lost 113, 104. They were right there, had the lead. Uh, Randall, RJ Barrett played well again, following those uh, tremendous performances against the Lakers. And how about Mitchell Robinson last night? 19 points and 21 rebounds against Utah without Gobert. Um, But because of this tough back-to-back, I don't plan to go to any of those guys. Don't plan to go to Fournier. The one guy I'm actually looking at is the guy who sat out last night. That's Kemba Walker. 4,100 on DraftKings, 4,300 on FanDuel. I know he has been down a little bit lately, but let's not forget, this is the guy who in December had a fantasy point night of over 70. I don't know if there's ever been an NBA uh, player in recent years in DFS who's gone for 70 fantasy points, and then later in the season, he's 4,100 on DraftKings and 43 on FanDuel. So that's my long way of saying he is a GPP option for me. Uh, especially on a slate like this. I think he could really sneak in there. And if he plays like Kemba, watch out. But certainly scary. That's sort of the definition of a a GPP play. Uh, The other news here with New York, Noel questionable, Grimes questionable. So if Kemba does play, then I would think Burks would go back to the bench and that would uh, impact uh, quickly, probably negatively. Reddish got 15 minutes last night. Uh, and then Obi Toppin, maybe he'll see some minutes if Noel sits. But probably Kemba or Pass on that side. And then with Denver, uh, Jokic is always a good option, right? But uh, maybe not tonight. New York's 30th in pace, and they are top 10 defensively. They played earlier this season. It was Denver 113-99. to Not surprising that it was low scoring and Joker only played 27 minutes, played well, 32, 11, and 5. He usually does. Um, but at 12, 6, and 11, 5, he is another payup option that I am likely to pass tonight. 
Uh, if I had to go with somebody after that, maybe Will Barton in that mid-tier. Um, don't plan to go to Morris, Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon. Um, and then with the bench, we have Austin Rivers questionable. Highland, Forbes, one of those guys on DraftKings could easily hit because Highland's only 3,600, Forbes 35. But again, pretty pretty poor game environment here with New York. So Denver is likely a pass for me. All right, let's go to 10 o'clock. How about the second game on the TNT doubleheader? Milwaukee and the Lakers. Uh, these two teams played earlier, and Milwaukee won 109-102. Giannis went for 47-9-3 in that game. On the Lakers' side, LeBron was not playing, and AD only went for 18-9-4. So that doesn't say a lot for me about AD in this matchup. And interesting that Mello started that game. Uh, he's out tonight. So what I'm the, the point there is that Giannis had an easier matchup uh, with Mello at the four and AD at the five than I think he'll have tonight with LeBron, Stanley Johnson, and AD in that front line. But Giannis uh, in the mix for me here, 11-8 and 11-3. So he's a bit of a discount on some of the other pay-up guys. I think this game is more likely to be high scoring and close than some of the others involving the studs. It is 231 as an over-under. Milwaukee favored by four and a half. Uh, great pace-up game here. Milwaukee ninth, Lakers third. Uh, so I wouldn't mind some you know, more exposure to this one than some of these other games I've discussed. Giannis, uh, you know, a strong candidate there. The other guy I want to mention here on the Milwaukee side is Drew Holiday. And I, I really like the narrative for him tonight. He's from Southern California. Uh, their last game against the Clippers in the same building. He went for 27-5-13. And, and last year when they played the Lakers in L.A., he went for 28-8-6. So those things I love. What I don't love is that he's 8,000 and higher tonight. Uh, sometimes we can get Drew Holiday in that $7,000 range. But I am considering him uh, because of that narrative and you know because point guards can do well against the Lakers. The other news with Milwaukee, Grayson Allen probable to get back out there. If he starts, I think that'll send Connaughton back to the bench. Connaughton's a nice price, 3800 3700 uh, GPP option. Uh, and then, again, uh, potential trade news, DiVincenzo uh, possibly on the move, so I would not play him. And not really excited about Hood and Nawara. Uh, but Greg Monroe, keep an eye on him. Uh, 3100 on DraftKings. He can give you you know, 6X at that price, backing up Portis. Maybe not tonight uh, in terms of, you know, will I roster him? But, uh, you know, that's a good spot. Uh, and if his price stays low, uh, I think he'll certainly uh, be a key guy on the upcoming slates. Over on the Lakers side, I think LeBron would be my most, you know, most likely target here. 10-5 on both sites, coming off a real strong game against the Knicks. He's got the probable tag again, but I'm expecting him to be out there. Uh, so I'm going to lean towards him over AD tonight. Monk could possibly hit value at 6,300, the way he's been scoring. I'm not going to go to Russell Westbrook. And then all the other guys off the bench, to me, are just GPP options. Uh, Bradley, Reeves. Taylor Horton Tucker, Ariza, 
Ariza got big minutes in that last game with Dwight out uh, tonight. Dwight is questionable, uh, so we'll keep an eye on that news. But it's most likely um, some of the the key guys from this game: Drew Holiday, Giannis, LeBron, or a pass. All right, we've got two games to go. Uh, just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, do hit that thumbs up if you don't mind. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. We appreciate all that support. Any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can find me on Twitter at Language Olympic. And if you'd like my lineups tonight, then join us on our website, DFSCoachTalk.com. Sign up there, grab your membership. We'll send you an email, invite you into our Discord, and then I'll give out the lineups about 20 to 25 minutes before tip. DraftKings Coaches Clipboard, well, where I will highlight core plays and then uh, add a bunch of players to fill out your roster. And then I'll give you full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, cash lineups, GPP lineups. All right, Orlando and Portland next on the docket. 10 o'clock tip, 223.5 total. Portland favored by 3.5. And, half. and uh, again, this one is going to be impacted by this trade with McCollum. You know, Portland just tearing it down. So a lot of openings here for value tonight. It is a front end for Portland. Orlando is off until Friday. So I'll start on Orlando because I can be quick on that side. Not a ton of interest. Uh, Cole Anthony or Suggs uh, possibilities. Suggs more likely for me tonight because he's a thousand or more cheaper than Anthony. Uh, don't see myself going anywhere else. Orlando really not playing well, uh, and there's no particular reason other than the fact that you know Portland is bad and they're bad defensively, 28th. So of all nights to play somebody for Orlando, this would be the night. But the Portland side is just much more attractive uh, because of the opportunities. Um, and given that it's a, a 10 game slate, uh, just don't see myself playing Orlando here much, but on Portland, I'll definitely have exposure to them. Anthony Simons got to start with him. 7,000 DraftKings 65 fan duel. I would think he would have 20 shots or more. Um, you know, it's a decent pace game here. Orlando's 11th Portland is 14th. So he's, uh, probably the number one target for me, pretty safe cash option to have a bunch of usage here. Uh, Ellaby's been starting, uh, so he's a guy to consider. Uh, Nurkic would be the other starter I think we can count on. Little pricey for me, not an easy matchup against Bamba and company. Um, so yeah, I think he'll be popular because of you know the fact that he's a veteran and he's a leader and he should perform better with the extra opportunities in terms of fantasy, but you know, he's just sort of on the radar, you know, on the border borderline of the radar for me because of the price tags. I'd be more likely to go with one of the other value plays for Portland here. Uh, I could see Ben McLemore jumping into the starting lineup and he's coming off 19, four and two in 28 minutes in the last game, 3,500 DraftKings, 4,600 FanDuel, uh, Justice Winslow. Here's another guy I'm interested in tonight. How about minimum price on DraftKings as a power forward? A little tougher on FanDuel, where he's 4,500, and again, small forward only. So that's the crowded position that includes Duarte and Brandon Ingram, among others. 
also guys like LeBron and Giannis. So it's tough. You can't get everybody in. I can't that I want to play at that small, small forward position, but he's one of the guys I'm considering. Uh, he got started with 20 minutes uh, in that last game, six points, seven rebounds, one assist. I think those numbers will likely improve uh, without McCollum and Snell. Uh, so keep an eye on Winslow. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., he's so cheap that he could hit value, but he hasn't been playing well, so I'm not excited to play him. And then other than that, it's a pretty thin bench. You've got Greg Brown at minimum price. Watford, uh, you know, he's probably the, the most attractive of those other guys for me, uh, but not a must play in my book. So probably Simons and Winslow uh, and then Macklemore, my three favorite targets tonight on Portland. All right, let's wrap it up with Minnesota and Sacramento. These two teams are playing tonight and then they're going to run it back and play again tomorrow in the same spot. Uh, 234 and a half total, really nice. Minnesota favored by five, and lots of moving parts in this game. On Minnesota, we've got question marks for Prince, Okogi, Reed, Beverly, and D'Angelo Russell. Beverly and D'Angelo Russell played in the last game with those question marks. So I'm penciling them in right now to start alongside Anthony Edwards, Vanderbilt, and the Big Cat. And then with Sacramento, We've got the big trade, sending Halliburton and Heald and Tristan Thompson to Indiana. Uh, then we have Deer and Fox questionable at this hour and Bagley questionable. So let's start with Minnesota. If those guys start as expected, um, Beverly is a good price at 5100 D'Angelo Russell on the borderline for me, getting close to $8,000 uh, because he's really more of a GPP guy. He's just inconsistent. Uh, so unlikely that I'll go there. And I really like the matchup for Minnesota tonight. Sacramento is 29th in defense. They have a seventh ranked pace, but the prices are just, you know, they're just not quite where I want them to be. Anthony Edwards, over 8,000 on DraftKings, the big cat, 10,200 on both sites. And with, if Beverly and D'Angelo Russell start, then you have the, the risk of, you know, just them spreading out the shots somewhat evenly so that it, it gets tough for any of those guys to smash. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. It's probably one of those uh, spots where it's, you know, it looks really good on paper because of the matchup, but I'm unlikely to mess with it uh, because we've got so many other opportunities. I just don't think you need to. Um, and you've got Beasley off the bench as another attractive uh, play tonight, 4,100 on DraftKings as a shooting guard coming off 20 points and nine rebounds, really streaky player, but he's on one of his hot streaks. So keep an eye on him. And then we've got McDaniels. If Reed is out, Nathan Knight might get in there as a minimum price play. Uh, but again, I, I'm, I'm planning to steer clear of that mostly and uh, a little more likely to get somebody on the Sacramento side. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see about Fox. If he starts around 8,000 dealing with Pat Beverly defense, I probably won't go there. Um, Mitchell is a possibility mid five K range. He's really stepped up recently, had that great game against golden state. Um, then you've got Mo Harkless 
how about a price discrepancy here? 4,000 on DraftKings, 6,000 on FanDuel, uh, coming off 18 and 11. So he's in my player pool on DraftKings. And then Harrison Barnes has also been playing well, mid 6K range. You could look there. Uh, probably won't go anywhere else. Holmes, Jones, Metu, uh, kind of splitting up those minutes a little bit. Uh, and they, they kind of balance it out. Uh, you know, Holmes just hasn't been getting the 30 minutes that we want or playing quite as well as we want. Uh, and then Jones really expensive on FanDuel 55. So, um, you know, more likely is sort of a one-off situation with Mo Harkless on DraftKings or Barnes on either site. All right. That is the 37 minute rundown here of the 10 game slate. Uh, looking forward to it. It's a really exciting slate here with fun matchups, moving parts. And I like this dynamic here of the trade deadline. So I'm going to stay on top of the news right down to the wire. And we'll be doing that in our discord with our members. A lot of fun to talk about these moves. And uh, it's a fun day to devote to the NBA uh, to try to get an edge on the competition as we finalize these rosters. Um, So uh, that is it. Stay tuned throughout the day to social media to see about any more moves. Again, you can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can find me at Language Olympic. And Coach will be back tomorrow to break down Wednesday's slate. And it's a really exciting week here uh, in the NBA. So thank you all for tuning in on behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.